Good afternoon, coming straight from the Des Moines Buccaneers. I'm Scott Crowther for another edition of Beer League Radio. Should have another classic here today between the Scorpions and the Hooligans. Uh, we are broadcasting live today from the Collins Community Credit Union booth. Um, today's scores look to be Kyle Peterson and Ty Frangenberg. Um, goalies between the two teams. We've got Craig Franken in that today for the Scorpions. We've got Andrew, or Aaron Enderlead with the Hooligans. Um, both teams coming in here. Uh, only our third game, so we don't have too much info for you other than this should be quite a good game for the Intermediate League. Um, we're just setting up here at center ice, getting the pucks in. Should be able to get this game started soon. We've got Scorpions in orange and the Hooligans in white. Uh, should be joined here by Eric Zamora anytime soon. But until then, we'll be uh, going back and forth with this information. We are just setting up at center, waiting for the two centers to come join us. We've got Craig getting his information over in net on his end, and we've got Aaron getting ready. Um, getting ready to drop the puck here. We've got Tim Young with the first faceoff going up with Christopher Lightfoot. And we should get this game rolling here anytime. And the puck has been dropped. Looks to be won today by the Scorpions. Back down into the Hooligans zone. With a shot by Michael Stronsky on Craig. Great save off to the side. Puck behind net. Looks to be controlled by Sarah Saunders, trying to get out of the zone, wasn't successful. And back out to center, looks like we may get an icing here. Nope, played by Aaron. Back up to the zone, over to Sarah Saunders. And welcome, Eric, to the, uh, the broadcast. What do we got going on, a hockey game here? We do got a hockey game going, Scorpions, right. Hooligans. Taking out of their own zone, looking to move up the left wing side, and I like that pass, as sometimes that can be a tough play coming out of your own zone, but right on the tape of Lightfoot and with a slow run. Now it's Tim Young, one of the best players in the league. Spun around, great defense, and they'll slow things down here to the Scorpions. Breakout pass, and Mathers will dump in and head off for a change, and that's a heads-up play there as his team was looking to get off the ice. Yeah, been pretty quick here so far. One shot on Craig, most neutral zone, just going back and forth here. Uh, not too much happening besides that, but uh, we do have a drive here going on by the Scorpions. Stroyinski tries a drop pass, and it looks like Jeremy Sandy was the intended target. They weren't quite on the same page there. Picked off and heading the other way is Justin Moore. Justin Moore from the right wing side gets down low. Great centering pass out front. Couldn't connect there with Ryan Greening, but more often than not, if you get a play like that, get it low, get the goaltender committed to one side and then throw it out front. Good things are going to happen for the Scorpions. But a nice job there by the Hooligans in orange to defend it. Trey Wade, who I'm sure is probably one of the more tired people out there as he was playing for Navy all weekend on the 5-1-5 uh, Iowa Salutes Heroes Tournament, as well as his daughter, and his daughter was a fantastic showing. That's no surprise, though. She's one of those cheater hockey players who actually has coaching. Yeah, she's talented too, uh, which is more to say than most of the rest of us here. 
A shot on net. Looks like that was attempted by Kyle Gray. Misses the cage, and they'll work it deep. Moore sends it out front. Had once again greening. Early on, two opportunities for Moore to get the primary greening with the goal, but they're unable to connect on either. And again, that's just a play of numbers. And Fraken gives a swing at that with his glove, but it was well off target. This one isn't. That one went over three-quarters the length of the ice, and Interlead able to not only make the stop, but then sometimes you can get caught up there as a netminder, lose that for a moment. He knew exactly where it was, and Interlead is not only one of the better goaltenders as far as reacting. What I think everybody talks about when it comes to goalies is the saves, but he's also a very confident and calm uh, player of the puck, and you never have to worry about him mishandling it. This is dumped in by the Scorpions. It's Mike Stanbro, and it looked like he was immediately looking for a change. Heading the other way, the Hooligans get it up to John Axney. Axney wearing the C on his left breast for the Hooligans. He'll get it to the red line. Tried to dump in, and a nice job there by Stanbro to step up and prevent him from getting it deep. Right there, it looked like all Axton was looking to do was change field position, unable to there. Sent up for Swanson. Swanson with a breakout pass to the right side. Here's Stanbro. Stanbro, centering pass, and that was kicked away by the skates of Phil Paschka, and that certainly could have created disaster for the hooligans as Jacob Lee was waiting there but unable to get the puck. Yeah, great movement there. So far, the... Uh Scorpions are looking to get the passes into the slot. Haven't had a lot of success yet, but we're very early in the first period. Should see a lot of success if they're going to continue to keep a guy there in the slot right in front of the goaltender. 15:45, and as you point out, most of the attention early on in this game has been to our left or the south end of Buccaneer Arena. And even early on in this game, just four and a half minutes gone by, a big reason that we're still at zeros is Aaron Inderlead. Although Inderlead will make it difficult on an opposing team because you know you can't throw a weak shot on. You're going to have to really pick your spots. But to this point, 35 hasn't been called on too often. It's actually been his defense that has prevented those shots from getting through, including Trey Wade, who there helps the hooligans get a clearance. They will touch up right back into the office, go the Scorpions. Spinning around was Lightfoot as he keeps his footing. They throw it towards the net, and a nice job there as Sarah Saunders ties up James O'Reilly. O'Reilly in a prime scoring opportunity. This one will go the length of the ice. Fraken with his glove up properly indicates for the officials icing, and he'll bring it back down into the end that we've seen most of the action so far, 1440 left to go in our opening period. Yeah, they're putting a lot of pressure here on, uh, on Aaron. They've only got a couple shots, unofficially three so far. But uh, if they keep this on, who knows how long he's going to be able to keep up these great saves. Young taking the draw against Lightfoot. It is one with authority by the Scorpions. However, they will play it out of their own zone. And Ballard takes a spill. It'll be Tim Young. He's got no angle, but has possession. Throws it out front, looking to find Darren Duxon. Did, but a nice poke check there, and that'll go all the way back down into the hooligans' end. So drawing up a play that we saw a couple of times at the other end are the hooligans, and same result, good defense bails out the team defending. Yeah, that was a great pass. Uh, I don't know that there's going to be a lot, a lot of players in this league that can make a pass like that. Great over to the slot, but just nobody able to bury it. 
The hooligans fighting to get it out of their own zone. I believe that was Pashka. Again, now it's Young, and he chips at it. That was a 50-50 puck, and when you see Tim Young going for a 50-50 puck, it becomes 90-10 more often than not. Big save by Enderlead, and another! And then a backhand effort by Lightfoot. Couldn't get that third shot on target, but twice the right pad of Aaron Enderlead is tested. He comes up big, and he will have time to settle down. However, Pashka misses on the intended pass as it looked like he was trying to get that up for Strowinski, and we'll have an icing bringing it back down into his own end. But early on, Inderlead not tested very much, despite all that possession by the Scorpions, and then at the drop of a hat, all of a sudden, he was called upon and, as usual, comes up big. This will be controlled by the Scorpions. They'll play it to the left point, trying to get a shot through is DeMarkey. First attempt blocked, second attempt now and is up-ended. Nice play there by Saunders. Shot from the point right on, and once again, Inderlead makes the stop. This will be gathered by Stovey. Played up to the boards, not out. Nicholas Peterson holds it for a moment. Shot, and it's in! Michael Stroyinski from well above the circle, but he used a partial screen, and that one kissed the inside of the right post and wrapped all the way around the back of the net and back out. That thing was in and out faster than anybody could barely see it, but the official right there, and we've got a goal just or under, I should say, eight minutes into this opening period, and it is nothing hooligans. That was a great shot. You know, you don't need to get a lot of shots on net if you're going to make them. Ryan Greening tried to lay off of that one as he could see that his teammate Justin Moore was already in the offensive zone, but got that one after it had crept into the offensive zone. And so an offside called there. Battling there is Alan Patton, and that was fantastic as he had his stick lifted not once but twice and was able to stay with the play and eventually ended up winning a 50-50 battle. Simon Fortney goes into the corner, but unable to keep possession. However, he does keep the puck, uh, makes it a difficult clearance, and then cleaning it up is Timothy Young. The Hooligans just scored moments ago, and they look thirsty for more. Fortney cycling. They'll get it to the point, and thrown back on net. I don't have a number six listed. We'll certainly try to get that information for you. And here, a shot taken by Alan Patton, and that one northbound in a hurry, and I don't mean uh, heading towards his own net. I mean straight up, nearly hitting the glass and startling those up watching in the lounge. But because he shot it and nobody else touched it, the draw will come outside the offensive zone. And I'll be 100% honest, from here, I thought that perhaps it had been deflected or defended up in overplay, but that's the way that we were able to know that was the indication by the official as they brought it outside of the zone. Otherwise, it would have come to the right of interlead here. The hooligans get called for an icing, and outside of a couple of rushes by the hooligans, Advantage in this game goes the Scorpions' way, but that's not how it reads on the scoreboard with 10.05 left to play in the first. Yeah, a lot of back and forth, really nothing in the 
A shot by Young, and then Fraken made the stop, but wasn't 100% sure where it was. It was right out in front of him, and a nice job jumping on the rebound with a backhand was Axney. Fraken makes two saves there. The first, because he was able to track the puck and follow the shot of Young. The second one is what we call a positioning save. He did not see that shot come from Axney, but he knows that Given the proximity or a, about where that rebound should come out as he's tracking it, he's just put himself in a spot where he's taking up a lot of real estate. There's a high-rising shot on Interlead, and once again, calm, cool, collected. Hits that off of his right shoulder, is able to track it, can't find it at first, but then uses his paddle to bring it right back into his mitt and covers up and freezes as we've got 9-10 remaining in our opening period. one nothing Hooligans thanks to Michael Stransky. Very impressive play there by Jacob Lee to get that puck in, and there's a goal. We've got our first for the uh, for the Scorpions today. So Jeremy Swanson takes a face-off win by Jacob Lee in almost the exact same spot that the one that beat Fraken beats Interlead. It's, it's off the ice, and I think that's an easier save if it's elevated at all, but straight on the ice and all the way over to the goaltender's right. It just crept inside, and so the two teams trade goals here early in the first period. I should say now halfway through the first period, 8.28 remaining as it is the Hooligans' ducks trying to gain the zone, unable to on first attempt, and now they'll get it over for Peterson. Peterson, a left-handed shot, backhands it over Travis White. Looked like he was going to lose his footing for a second, but stayed through. Pashka, meanwhile, is run into right in front of his own bench. Good job by the Scorpions applying that pressure. Pashka still able to make the play. White knocks that down out of midair and able to do so without playing it with a high stick. Now it'll come back to him. The Hooligans will touch up, centering pass. Brought in by Ducks. Ducks loses possession, and then a great one-touch Backhand pass by James O'Reilly at that point. All he's looking to do is just get it deep, and he did exactly that. Centering pass, and it was O'Reilly who moments ago made a great pass, nearly able to come up with a goal. That one is tipped as it was Ian Mathers letting it go from the top of the right circle, and that one didn't miss much as it skidded off of a defenseman out front of Interlead, and the Hooligans right now are pinned back by their ears thrown towards the net, and I don't think that got through to Interlead. I believe that went off of the skate of Sarah Saunders, who was spun around, but did a fantastic job of tying up her opponent, James O'Reilly, and now the Scorpions will play a pass ahead, losing his footing, but popping right back up is Lightfoot, and he needs to defend as Stroyinski's got the goal for the Hooligans, this time not able to get a clean shot off, and it looks like Gray will attempt to clear. Unable to wade from the right point, and I like the idea by Mathers there. As the puck stayed in, but he started to make a break, looking to see if, in fact, his team could come up with a clean possession and flip it out, he would have been behind everybody. But then when he realizes that's not the case, he jumps back in to help defend. Meanwhile, it's Stovey. Stovey comes up, stripped of the puck. Axney looking to send it out front, tracked down. And I believe Stransky there. They'll give watch. 
right out in front. Fraken makes the initial stop, and then Stroinski tries to go with a backhand shot and sends it more up than back towards the net. Scorpions will get it out to center ice. Saunders wins the race, dumps it in. They'll touch up and go for a change to both sides, and so things will slow down here for a moment. Scorpions looking to bring the tempo right back up. It's Justin Moore with it. Moore hounded, but I believe we've got a delayed offside call that will stop action with 5.30 left to play. You know, that last chance there by the, uh, the hooligans, very dangerous. Wide open in the slot, took a great shot. Craig made a save, rebound straight back to the initial goal scorer, Strelinski, with a chance to bury another one and just misses the net. Good pressure by Young, loses the faceoff, but then goes forechecking right off the bat. He and Justin Moore battling, and I can tell you, if we get a lot of Tim Young versus Justin Moore this morning, I'm going to be thrilled because that's one of the more talented uh, matchups that you can see here in the CIDL. Justin Moore takes a breakout pass, and he gets all in. He's got a man, sends it over. Great save by Inderlead. Still loose for a moment, and unable to get the backhanded shot was Alan Patton as he had his stick lifted, but it was Moore in alone, and that one hits off the post and comes back to Fraken in the crease. And Tim Young congratulating his counterpart as Young nearly slipped one in the exact opposite side that Fraken was beaten for the first goal. And then a nice job to cover up with the glove was Fraken. Just enough of that puck to get it to kiss off the post. He was able to cover it back up before anybody else saw it. There is such a difference in the sound of clanging the post and out versus that first one that went off the inside of it. And we're going to have an icing call here as the official immediately putting his hand up. Pashka was there, and if that one had been on the ice level, they likely would have waved it off. But that was about three feet up the board, so you can't expect Pashka to make that stop. And what it will do is it will pin back the Scorpions. And so early on in the game, Scorpions with a lot of control, but it was the Hooligans scoring first. Play is starting to balance out a lot closer to 50-50. Shot taken in Wade. Make sure that never sees his netminder. Swanson let that go. And Trey Wade, the other number 12 out onto the ice, got a piece of it with the shaft of his stick, sent it up and over the glass. And so we'll have a face-off to the blocker side of Aaron Inderlead. Yeah, gave a good souvenir to the, uh, the fans over there in the corner. <laughs> Swanson again has his attempt elevated. Saunders tracks it down in the defensive right corner. Young with authority backhands it up and gets it right back. Nice job there, Stanborough, to slow down Young. But they get it out of the zone. So when the Scorpions bring it back in, they need to touch up and it allows the hooligans some time. Saunders hits or attempts to hit Tim Young with a pass, and that one just bounced on him at the last moment. And then Young lets one get by him as he was tied up along the boards, and quite honestly, more often than not, you see Tim Young make one, if not both, of those plays. This one is popped up, and Fraken will just skate back a bit, and he'll hold on to it as there were orange jerseys around him, certainly not an area he wanted to let it go, and uh, he'll take the face off to his right. One to White. White tries a backhand shot. Blocked out front. 
And this one will squirt over the line, that unidentified number six player. And taking a look at the numbers, I think that might be Jake Adams. We'll try to find out as Tim Young stops on a dime out front, sends it out front. Great look for Darren Ducks. Then Ducks and Young switch positions. Ducks tries to send it out front on a backhand pass. Now throws it towards the net. Getting there first will be Swanson. Swanson with plenty of time. Good communication there by the Scorpions. He could have just aimlessly thrown it out of the zone, but because his teammates told him he had nobody coming from the blind side and he had time to operate, he's able to slow things down. Backhand pass up, however. Jacob Lee was looking to break out and hadn't turned his head yet. Wasn't expecting it. Ducks will try to take advantage as he throws one towards the net. Fraken makes the initial stop. Gives up a rebound for a moment, but by the time Ducks could get back to it, Fraken was already there with 65 seconds to play in the opening frame. You know, with all of the offense being in the uh, in front of Aaron, for the most part of the first half of the game, of the period, completely flipped here at this point where Craig has seen eight, nine shots unanswered. Uh, made all the saves, but uh, they've got to get the puck out of the zone. Backhand pass to get out of the zone by James O'Reilly Wade with those very easy-to-spot reefer uh, socks that he wore years ago for the old team captained by Tim Young. Now he'll play it up, and a nice job there catching that pass. That was a difficult one by Stroyinski. It had some mustard on it, but in addition to that, he played it off the carom and played it beautifully. Trying to get around Trey Wade was Steven DeMarkey, not able to on that attempt. Backed up by Nicholas Peterson, and again, the puck is headed northbound. Stroyinski is there with Peterson. They'll throw one towards the weak side, and a shot taken there by Jeremy Sandy. Eventually, it'll hit off the side of the cage. Fraken will cover, and our period will end one apiece with the two squads uh, now looking to switch ends. Um, we're going to step away for a message from our sponsors, and we will be right back with more coverage from CIDL. Beer League Radio is brought to you by The Keg Stand, located at 3530 Westtown Parkway in West Des Moines. With over 90 beers on tap and new tappings every single week, they have special events and parties throughout the year, a full menu of some of the best food in town with food specials all day, Monday through Friday. They are open until 2 a.m. seven days a week and is one of our absolute favorite places to hang out with friends and catch any number of any big games on over 15 big screen TVs. The Cake Stand is the official sponsor of the CIDL and Beer League Radio. Head up to the Cake Stand. Tell them we sent you. Beer League Radio is brought to you by AVS, anything audio, video, security. One of the nation's largest direct TV dealers and AT&T wireless dealers. They offer full CenturyLink internet for any residential or commercial space. Our company, MyVIPMove, offers home security, Mediacom internet, and TV as well. Custom home theater applications are available. Call Nate McCombs at 515-868-6119. One period in the books here from Buccaneer Arena in Urbandale, Iowa, and we've got the two teams with a identical 1-1 score. It was the Hooligans getting on the board first, thanks to Michael Stroyinski, and then the equalizer coming from Jeremy Swanson. Jacob Lee just winning a faceoff in the offensive zone for 
the Scorpions. And I tell you, the the art of not only winning faceoffs, it's not just, I know it goes down as a stat as you either win it or you lose it, but setting up, getting in good position um, in our first game um, of the day, the Bandits uh, falling to the Wild Goose 5-1. The one goal that was scored by the Bandits was directly off of a face-off win by the Bandits in the offensive zone, and that ended up uh, being the, the the first shot on goal for the Bandits going in, and then I thought the, the Wild Goose in that win did a fantastic job of blocking shots. Absolutely. It was a really fun finish to that game. Not what I expected. Came in, saw the score, and Man, those Goose really rebounded from that loss to the Ice Dragons last week. Sent out front now to the left wing side, and this will be played all the way down. However, it will slow down. Not enough for icing. I thought that perhaps they were going to say that Thomas Stovey, uh, wearing the old Stampede socks, might have been able to get to it in time, uh, but we have an icing here early in the second period. Tammy Pfeiffer uh, paid us a visit a moment ago, and if you hear the name Tammy Pfeiffer, you're probably correctly assuming that means a potluck coming up, and it will be next weekend here at Buccaneer Arena, and it's going to be Halloween-themed. So be sure to bring a dish and an appetite as uh, Tammy uh, starting, I believe, the first potluck of this 2019-2020 CIDL season. Always a fun time. Out to center ice, Nick Ballard tried to get it in deep, and a good job by the hooligans of reaching in and not just giving him that easy dump-in change. Since then, the puck has not left neutral ice. It's been pinballing around. Finally, played into the end of the Scorpions. They'll throw it out. However, well offside are the hooligans bringing it into the offensive zone with Stroyinski, but Fortney beat him there by a second or two, and so we will have a face-off. Not where the hooligans are setting up. They were trying to get in and uh, play up one dot and take it from Fraken's left, but actually it's outside of the zone. Face-off one with authority by Tim Young. Tim Young tried to jump on a loose puck, loose no longer, as the Scorpions able to get it out of the zone. Fraken will play it behind the net and leave it there. It took an awkward turn, and so did he behind the cage, but he's able to set up in plenty of time as the hooligans had to get out of the zone. Shot on and scared away by Fraken's right pad. And then friendly fire. That one was taken by Tim Young. It bounced off of a teammate. It was Ryan Greening. And Greening's uh, inadvertent redirection put it right on target. Fraken able to cover up. Going back to that play, though, moments ago, as I said, Fraken goes behind the net and plays it awkwardly. However, it doesn't matter. He knew that he had plenty of time as the hooligans uh, were in need of a change. Firing one on, and it looked like it was a shot by Ducks. Looked like it was on ice level, I think, using his stick. Fraken actually tipped that one up into his own glove instead of having to put the glove down on the ice. Yeah, he almost found that uh, the little hole in the elbow, but uh, luckily able to make a quick reaction and, and uh, glove that down, make sure we didn't get another, another point on the board. Saunders 
playing the right point, a face-off one back to her. She dives over to her right but can't get there in time. However, Wade is there to back up. Now Tim Young has one man to get around. Last man back for the Scorpions is Ballard, and he applies pressure. Young gets a shot off, but it's off the mark and whistles wide. Stransky throws it on. Well, from here, it looked like that was on target. It might have been to the side of the cage, but it won't matter as Fraken is able to get the glove out cover up and hold on with 16-10 left to go in our second period. 1-1 the score here between the Scorpions and the Hooligans. You know, it was a pretty impressive shot there coming from a zero angle to still get that on net and make Craig make a save. And to be 100% honest, you don't need, in order to create havoc there, to even put that on net. You just throw it towards the net and hope it either takes a carom off of the back of Fraken or perhaps hits off the side of him and leaves a juicy rebound. Speaking of the opposite end, Scorpions were operating there for a moment with a dangerous puck. This is brought in well offside as Ballard. I don't know if he uh, wasn't 100% sure that the puck had gone into the zone yet or if he thought that his teammates had come out. But there were still two in the offensive zone. One, a good six feet from the blue line. So an easy call for the Stripes. Yeah, uh, kind of a quick back and forth this period so far. Really, really good chance there on the uh, that last attack. Skating it to the net, throwing it out in front, right into traffic. Luckily, the uh, these uh, hooligans were able to clean it up. The officials, a couple of times there have been icings called that I thought, yeah, you could probably let that one go. You can make the argument that uh, the team that's going to benefit from it could have gotten a player. That certainly wasn't one of them. From the left side and sent all the way cross ice, nobody within the zip code of that one. This is picked up by Ian Mathers from the left circle and then just loses the handle, leaves it there for Trey Wade and Wade trying to get a clearance, gets it up, not out. That one takes a dangerous bounce off the back of Pashka and into the left corner as the offense sees it. A shot into the crease and immediately out as Inderlead was there in case that one had taken a sudden turn and put it on target, but now it's brought in by O'Reilly. O'Reilly, centering pass for Lightfoot Pashka there to defend. It will pop out for Jeremy Sandy. Sandy with a one-on-two, but then joined by Axney. They've got a trailer, but unable to get it over to the last man into the zone, Nick Peterson. And now Scorpions coming the other way, defended well by Saunders. She'll just throw that into the corner. Jake Adams goes there and looks to defend. Sent out front, and looking to pull the trigger was DeMarkey, but the chamber was empty. That one just rolled right off the tape of his stick and then up the shaft. And I wouldn't call it a missed shot. It was just one that never came through. This is an initial pass by Sandy. It's a two-on-one. White throws it into the end or into the top of the crease, and it goes out the other side. Fraken was there, and honestly, that's doesn't go down as a save as this one is thrown towards the net and just whistles wide. Going back to Fraken's uh, play, doesn't go down as a save, but because he's in good position, the shooter is forced to try to pick a corner, and so in end, it ends up being no shot on goal because of the nice positioning by Craig Fraken. Scorpions looking to break out. 
Rising shot on Inderlead, and he muscles that away with his blocker. Collision of bodies there, and I like the no call by the officials. As if you're going to call it one way, I think you've really got to call it both ways. That's just two players going hard into the boards. And as I like to say, the, the this level of hockey, it's a non-contact sport, but it's certainly a collision sport, and we see that every Sunday. Oh, especially in the uh, the novice league, if you want to see some fun collisions, they come daily. I was going to say, as more stick handles and a great job defended well in getting it out is Simon Fortney. Fortney not only had to go against one of the top players in the CIDL, but at the end had to clear it and had to clear it on his backhand. Fantastic job. The, the uh, point that you were making about the contact, it's funny because people don't, necessarily think of it this way but b league which follows cidl is going to be the least contact you're going to see at any level because one those guys are guys that played really high level at some point and so playing you know here at buccaneer arena on sundays isn't the thrill that it is for a lot of us for them they're just like hey let's drink some beers let's get some physical activity and let's put the old uh, lace up the old skates so you're seeing games that have really high scoring because there's not much back checking there's not a lot of laying out to play defense and honestly the other thing i've uh, talked to some people in that league and i was curious about why the scores get so high they say we have an a, a and b league skaters we don't have too many a and b league goaltenders it's really more c league or D-League goaltending going up against them. So if you ever stick around after CIDL and see some of those B-League games and wonder why you're seeing scores of 10 to 8, that's that's a big part of it. A shot coming up from the stick of Young. He let that one go, and that one is defended beautifully in the slot. That one goes up and clangs off the glass, and almost as if to prove my point, in B-League a lot of times the defender there is just getting out of the way he's not looking to block shots you know we've got to give a lot of credit here to the uh the score or i'm sorry the hooligans for being able to shut down justin moore he has done nothing so far today because of the sticks uh by the ho or hooligans in the neutral zone just keeping it away from him the best chances we've seen out of number one certainly came early on i think they might have been on his first shift if not his second where he was able to bring it into the offensive zone from the right side had a centering pass and then also had one where he was behind the goal line and threw it out front but you're right um, he has been uh, defended well and I think a large part of that is when he's out on the ice there isn't a team in the CIDL that doesn't know who he is what he's capable of and they will keep a man if not two on him at all times, or I should say a player, as Saunders has had to go up against him a couple of times and has fared well into the offensive zone, go the Scorpions. Jacob Lee with speed. Centering pass, right idea. He had a player in the middle of the slot and he had a player at the back end, but unable to connect with either. Young, stick works his way in, one man to beat. Franken makes the stop. This will be left there by Ducks. Ducks has his stick lifted and Pashka will come in like a bull in a china shop. Comes up with a shot, and I thought for a moment that had got in. Somehow, Fraken able to get the left pad over. Centering pass. Now Ducks throws it towards the net. And again, a pad save by Fraken. And this will be sent down the length of the ice. Icing will be the call. And the Scorpions happy 
to have that result. Ducks on that shot had the puck so far away from him that he couldn't really get much on it, just kind of had to turn the wrists over, but nearly was able to get that one to kind of crawl over the goal line. You've got to give credit to Craig there. He made five saves in a row on that, that attack. All of them in position. His team helped clean it up. Great job by them keeping that puck out of that net. For the record, I don't ever have to give credit to Craig Franken. Sent in by, <laughs> or kept in by Saunders. She'll stay persistent, throws it towards the net. Franken brings that back and made that one a little bit you know, interesting. That was can, an off-target shot. It hits off the paddle and then started slowly creeping toward him, and then he covered up with a blocker. We can take all those nice things back for that way, the way he played that puck. Jake Adams tries a pass, D to D, it's picked off. Coming in is Mathers, Mathers, and it's Inderlead with a big toe stop from the left side as Inderlead victimized once on the opposite side but is tall to the task there. And I don't think that that was necessarily a bad play by Adams as this one will slowly creep over the line a little bit on its side but does have the distance to go for icing. I think that was just Mathers going planning that out in his head. If this puck is one back to Adams, my line of attack is to jump that pass, see if he goes D to D, and that was certainly the case. And that tells me that Mathers was probably thinking ahead there and had maybe three or four different things in mind depending on how that play developed. Well, the way he was shot out of a cannon on that, there's, there's no doubt that he planned to attack that puck because that puck plays an inch the other way. He's all the way down in that zone with nothing going on. So great play by Mathers. Lightfoot gains the zone and then a little nifty drop pass for O'Reilly. Trying to get there in time was Lightfoot Interlead. Had well covered that before. 6.55 left to go in our second period. And we're still looking at the same score we had at the end of 1-1 one. One, one with the Hooligans getting on the board first. And... Or excuse me, was it the other way around? Hooligans put, uh, put their goal in first with Strawinski. Okay. Swanson then answered later in the first. I had to doubt myself there for a moment. This will be played towards Enderlead. Rising shot, not 100% sure if it was on target or not, but we'll give Enderlead the benefit of the doubt as that might have been righted about his short side uh, where the goalposts and the crossbar meet, uh, but doesn't matter as he's able to get it with a glove. Shot off the side of the cage, greening, clangs the iron. Now it's a breakout pass for Young. Young doing a good job, trying to step around Ballard. Ballard with a backhand pass, immediately exits neutral ice and dumps it into the offensive zone. Now Saunders will pick one up at her own blue line, and she'll lead the charge. Young there with her, low shot, and Fraken makes the initial stop, covers up with the glove, and had to slide so far to his left that as he had it covered, started to fall over, but he was able to hold on to it long enough to get that whistle. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of play here back into the, the hooligan zone, but uh, I'm sorry, it, back into their defensive zone. Looked like they were going to make a rush back in uh, with the Scorpions kind of trying to take back over, but it uh, looks like we're going to have that neutralized battle again here for a little bit. The faceoff was to Franken's right, and Tim Young just took a shot right off the draw. Then there's an opportunity to maybe get a shot on net, but both Fortnoy and Stroyinski going in at the same time and kind of neutralized each other. Here's Justin Moore as he will backhand it into the zone. Then 
held onto. I thought that he kept the zone, but the, one of the officials must have called off as because of that, he immediately backed up. Now Tim Young in the other way for the hooligans. Centering pass out front. Fortnoy gets a piece of it, keeps it alive, has it in his sticks, or in his skate, excuse me, and that's the worst feeling in the world when you know the puck is so close, close to you, it's too close. Meanwhile, backhand effort, and this one will go up into the netting, but we talked about Justin Moore. Moore does a great job of hitting Ryan Greening, and then Greening, with the backhand effort, gets that on target, interlead with the initial blocker save, and then the second attempt, is swatted up into the netting and will stop action. You know, you got to give credit over to this young Fortney line. Whoever they've added is their third. They have taken the puck. They completely neutralized Justin Moore on any offensive chances he's had and then taken it down and gotten countless opportunities against Craig. And I wouldn't even say neutralized because he certainly had a couple of looks with Greening. Those two have developed some great chemistry here early on in the season. But I get what you're saying. That's a... a a duo that you would have expect maybe would ha have multiple points already in this game. Ducks sends one out front in the high slot. Chopping at it is Stanborough. And a nice job of the hand-eye coordination as that was a bouncing puck. Then a sharp angle shot taken by the captain, Axney and Fraken. Doesn't have to react to that again. Just stacks that right pad down and waits for it to hit off of him. Adams will give chase, but this one will eventually across the goal line and we'll have an icing. This will allow the hooligans an opportunity to get some fresh personnel out there. And with three minutes and 10 seconds to go, they will be awarded a face-off in the offensive zone to the blocker side of Craig Fraken. That's to his right, controlled by his defense, but they can't get it out. Here's Pashka. Pashka throws one towards the net, off target, but still a great opportunity there as Ducks was in tight. Now it's Axney. Tries a centering pass out front. He had a teammate there, Nick Peterson. Now a poke check by Fraken. Otherwise, Ducks is sitting with a great opportunity at the back door. Peterson holds, throws it towards the net, and that is chopped away by Swanson. Scorpions coming into the offensive zone. They skate Left to right here in the period. Blocker down by Inderlead. They try to get a clearance. Can't. Fed over. Great pressure at the last second. And from the goaltender's left, behind the goal line, they try to throw it out front. Unable to get the shot off, but they will maintain possession. And that was a sneaky little play. Stanborough, I don't know if they drew that up, but Stanborough was curling back by uh, in between the blue line and the circles, and everybody had their eyes, including myself, on number nine, Stanborough, and then Lee just kept a, or took a quick shot off of it, and fortunately, Interlead was prepared. The shot was not on target, but that's a great little misdirection play. You know, it was almost like a, a handoff. He, he put it there, teed it up for him, and then just said, shoot, while I skate the other direction. And it's... Interesting that your mind went there. Mine did as well, but on the the thought of like an, a, an end around in football where you hand off to the running back going one way and then he tosses to a wide receiver who's sweeping from the other side. 
fighting off Saunders, coming in and scoring for the Scorpions is Ian Mathers. Sarah Saunders had great defense. She played that, like my old soccer coach used to say, inside their jersey. You had no room for for any sort of breathing space, and Mathers was able to just use his right arm and kind of shoulder shrug her off. From there, he was off to the races, and the Scorpions on top by a score of 2-1. Great play there, took it in, had a lot of, I mean, like you said, she was all over him. Was able to make a little bit of space and make a great shot to, uh, to glove side, uh, I'm sorry, blocker side, and uh, take the lead for them. Saunders gets a shot on net. Fraken is able to see that cleanly and gloves it. And Ian Mathers has an aspect of his game that, quite honestly, I'm jealous of. It's, what do you call that, strength, muscle, something like that. But I know that in that situation, there's no way I'm going to be able to get around Saunders. And he was just able to. And now he's coming in all alone. And a nice job there as it was poked away by Enderlead at the last moment. And then a big clearance. And it won't matter as it looked like that might have been icing. But it's the end of the period. But a windstorm of offense there by Ian Mathers. He gets one late in the period and nearly had a second. But as it stands, it's 2-1 Scorpions over the Hooligans after two periods are in the books. You know, unofficially looking at the score sheet here, Craig's seen, he's getting up there towards 30, and Aaron's coming up just short of 20. So uh, a lot of shots being put in by the Hooligans. They've just got to start converting. 40 minutes in the books, and it is the Scorpions on top of the Hooligans, 2-1. We will step away for a moment for a message from our sponsors, and we'll be back with more coverage of the CIDL on Beer League Radio. Beer League Radio is brought to you by The Cake Stand, located at 3530 Westtown Parkway in West Des Moines. With over 90 beers on tap and new tappings every single week, they have special events and parties throughout the year, a full menu of some of the best food in town with food specials all day, Monday through Friday. They are open until 2 a.m. seven days a week and is one of our absolute favorite places to hang out with friends and catch any number of any big games on over 15 big screen TVs. The Cake Stand is the official sponsor of the CIDL and Beer League Radio. Head up to the Cake Stand. Tell them we sent you. Beer League Radio is brought to you by AVS, anything audio, video, security. One of the nation's largest direct TV dealers and AT&T wireless dealers. They offer full CenturyLink internet for any residential or commercial space. Our company, MyVIPMove, offers home security, Mediacom internet, and TV as well. Custom home theater applications are available. Call Nate McCombs at 515-868-6119. And we are just about underway with the third period. The hooligans in orange jerseys with white and bl- white numerals and white and black trim will be going from left to right here in the third period. The scorpions in the white uniforms with black numerals and a little bit of gold trim going from right to left. They're headed southbound, and that's where the puck is headed right now as Greening in on the faceoff. Gets a shot on net early on Interlead. And the Scorpions enjoying a 2-1 lead. This is dumped in. Just getting to the red line is Steven DeMarkey, and that's all the further he needs to. This will be played to the left side. Here's Moore. Moore rips a shot. Interlead is able to get that one off the chest protector and then holds onto it with his glove 
early in the period, just 30 seconds gone by. He's tested early, and he has stood the test once again. You know, not quite sure what happened there with the, the winger not covering more, but uh, left him all alone on the sideboards. Moore takes that puck, takes one step, and generates one heck of a shot. Good save by, uh, by Interleague to be able to hold position and keep his angle on that to make sure that, that Moore wasn't able to snipe him home there. And from that spot, I don't think that Justin Moore thinks there's a good chance that he's going to beat Interleague cleanly. What he's looking for is a rebound, and Interleague gave up nothing. Flipping one through, and with a lot of traffic out in front was DeMarkey Interleague. Still able to track that, glove it cleanly, and hold on for the hooligans. They know that they're in this game only down by one, but at this point of the contest, they're need to create some more as we've seen all the action to our left in the south end of Buccaneer Arena. You know, I don't know that Aaron saw that shot. It, it looked more like a reaction glove where he just kind of fired it to that side, hoping to make some contact with the puck and was able to glove it down. Saunders will pick up a loose puck, tries an outlet pass coming up the from left to right and misses. However, the hooligans had almost two minutes under their belts of this period. That's not a bad icing to take, especially where, uh, unlike the professional ranks, where after an icing you're not able to get new, uh, new bodies out into the ice. Here, they'll gladly surrender a face-off in their own zone to get some, some rested players out. And here it looks like it's paying off early as they will have possession from their own blue line. Well, and with so, that quick two-minute rush, they evened up the shot chart pretty much even now with that quick, tough uh, pressure they put on there. They just didn't able to convert at all. Nice job there by Swanson. He picks off a pass, then waits for his teammate to get out of the zone. And onside, that was Jacob Lee who is touching up. Shot from the left side, misses the cage. And rising up on Enderlead, and again, I think we're seeing Enderlead make a couple of stops that he didn't see initially, but just put himself in a good position and then reacted late, was able to kind of pop it up with his blocker, and then as soon as it hit the ice, wasn't there long before he covered up. Five, uh, excuse me, three minutes gone by here in the 18-minute uh, third period, and no score in the period. The difference in this one is still the Ian Mathers goal. It's 2-1. Now Lee skates with it, has it knifed away by Ducks. Looks to make a breakout pass intended for Axney. And now it is brought in by Tim Young. Axney holds at the line. Tim Young cuts in, throws one out front. Ducks is there a split second too late. And the Scorpions will gladly take the icing as it was Jeremy Swanson. You know, I know that as you're in your own defensive end, a lot of times your thought is, hey, let's not ice the puck. Let's try to do something with it. But sometimes when there's a lot of chaos and you don't feel like your team is set, as a, as a goaltender, I will tell people, hey, out, out, out any way you can because I'd rather have us have some time, maybe get some uh, players off and let some fresh bodies come on. But most importantly, let's just get organized. If I see a player or two uh, on my side that maybe is a little bit out of position or have fallen down, at that point it's just, hey, let's get a clearance and let's live to survive another day. You've got to give credit there to Kyle Gray, who single-handedly stopped a goal on that chance. Craig made the first save. The rebound came straight out to a hooligan shooter, 
and Gray took it from him, sent it down the ice, was able to keep the scoreboard the way it is and keep them in the game. Sandy brings it into the offensive zone, but Axney had not left. Sandy then realizing it, but it was too late as he brought it over the line. Wasn't one of those plays where if he had let go just before the blue line, then he could have sat there, watched it, and waited for Axney to get out, but he actually dragged it over the line, so offsides the call. Mathers comes in from an impossible angle, then brings it out front, throws it on, and interlate. Keeps his squad in this one as he makes one of his more impressive saves of the morning so far. I don't know how he made that save. I didn't see the puck hit his pad. Somehow kept it on his side of the red line and keeping his team in it. Scorpions win it to the point. Backed up Stovey with a second attempt. And a third is taken in tight. Scorpions greening, ringing the post. And trying to get a little give and go there as it was DeMarkey who fed more. Moore tried to get it right back to him, and it was picked off. Nice job by the hooligans. They've been bending here in this third period but have not broken as they've, we've seen some good defensive plays like we did there. In addition to that, once again, 35 interlead coming up big as usual. Wade gives a one-touch attempt at a clearance but unable to more with a backhand pass attempt for Greening. That gets picked off. The hooligans make a change and have to be careful not to get called for too many men there, but they do wait the appropriate time, and Travis White will bring it into the offensive zone. This is picked off, and now it's Justin Moore. Moore's got numbers behind him. Trey Wade, the last man to beat. He'll open things up. Feed a pass through. Elevating the shot and getting it upstairs was Alan Patton. And I think that one hit off of not only the chest protector, I think it rolled off the mask of Interlead and then off to the side. But the frustration shown be here by the Scorpions, they thought they had an opportunity to get a more comfortable two-goal lead. And once again, Interlead stymies their plans. That was a three-on-one chance. Justin Moore takes it to the blocker side. Sets up a perfect pass to Allen. Allen lifts it just as you should. And guess who's there to make the save and get the puck out of the rink so he didn't have to worry about a rebound. And almost <laughs> the exact same thing we saw in the first goal by the Scorpions. Jacob Lee feeds it to Swanson. Swanson rips almost the identical shot. This time, Enderlead has seen it before. Fool me once, but it won't be a second as he is able to make the toe stop. And once again, if the hooligans can find a way to get a better result here than a loss, they're going to be thanking Enderlead in the locker room as he has been an absolute show here in the third period. And then Flashing the glove on the other side is Fraken. That one looked like it was going wide of the cage, which makes it even more impressive that Fraken was able to get over and close the mid on it with just over 10 minutes left in regulation. Yeah, not to be shown up by Aaron on the other end. Craig, uh, Craig's still in net, and he's still playing very well today. Scorpions breaking out. It is Lee with Stanborough, and that's one of the things that we have to go back and talk about how good the Scorpions team is is we have rarely called on Fraken in the broadcast here in the third period as things have been pretty quiet in his end of town. Back the other way, great pass as that was Stanborough hitting Swanson. Swanson 
drew the netminder Inderlead, who had to switch from left to right, and then just whistled one wide of the four by six. Pashka now will battle below the goal line, and then a backhand pass up, and will they call this icing? It looks like that is indeed the case, and there, at first I thought Pashka had time to bring it to his forehand and get a little bit more on it, but the advantage of the backhand pass is that it's less likely to go down the length of the ice for icing, so probably would have been the same result uh, even if he had switched it over to his forehand. Another good chance there. Just couldn't convert on it. Uh, the Scorpions are just thrashing the Hooligans right now with chances, but uh, Interlead's keeping them in it. So the face-off to the right of Interlead, and it is shot out of a cannon. It was Lightfoot, and really Lightfoot going backwards with it, but it looked like Tim Young was trying to go the same way. He just wanted to play it as far ahead as he could because, let's be honest, there aren't many people in this league that have the speed of Tim Young, so it almost looked like he said, hey, let me just push this all the way down the ice and see if I can catch up to it first. Credit the Scorpions as they beat him to the puck. Backhand effort and shaking his head there was Lightfoot as I think when he put his head down, he was kind of spun a little bit with some contact. I don't think he quite realized what angle he was shooting at, and so on the backhand effort, it was well off the mark. He now, wasn't quite sure how much room he had. I, I think had he have taken a second to realize where he was, he could have gotten that to his forehand or to his trailer who's coming to his right side, and they could have had a great scoring chance. Tim Young and John Axney have an opportunity as they get into the offensive zone from the right wing side. Axney lets Young take it, and a nice job by those two communicating that out. Young throws one on target, and Fraken is it goes upstairs, he's able to glove it. Then right off of the faceoff, again, Young gets a shot on net, this time low, and again, Fraken makes a stop. Now Young wins it back to Trey Wade cleanly, and then Wade's offering to try to get it on target is fought off by Greening. Sharp angle shot there by Allen Patton, and the rebound came to Greening for a moment, but swept right by him on his left side. Ducks will control that breakout and gets it to more, more from right in between the two benches with Tim Young coming over from his blind side, is able to dump it back in. And if you're the Scorpions, obviously you'd like to add to your lead. But at this point, the big difference is you're playing with a lead. You don't need another goal to win this game. You just need to keep the opposition off the scoreboard. And they're playing a very solid game at some point, if this score holds up, the Hooligans are going to have to start taking some chances, maybe pinching or playing a little bit more aggressive than they should, and that's where the Scorpions team can capitalize. Here they will dump a puck in from center ice. Patton gets it in the corner. Moore tracks it down, and he has who else but Greening coming towards the net, unable to find him. Sandy will pick off a pass at center ice. And he's out there with, once again, Young and Axney. Axney gives chase going into it. He would have been the first one there. But we have straight icing rules. It's not uh, waved off if the offensive zone team would have gotten there first. And so they'll have to change up with six minutes left to go in regulation. You know, if the Hooligans want to make the effort to get back into this one, I think they're going to have to start making a couple more individual efforts to carry it through the neutral zone. They're trying to make a couple extra passes, and the Scorpions are just swallowing up and sending them right back down the ice. 
This is thrown harmlessly towards the net. It's rolling through some sticks lifted and Trey Wade laying out for it. He's on his back and checking to see. It looks like he's all right and he'll get back up. I agree with you that um, if the hooligans are going to come back in this one, that they're going to need to get a little bit more uh, out of those breakout neutral zone passes. But that's really easy for us to say atop uh, Section 7. One of the reasons that all they've been doing at times is just kind of chip and chase is because the Scorpions have really done a wonderful job of clogging up neutral ice and making those passes difficult. Here the Hooligans do get a good pass through, sent back over, off the post! First, it was an opportunity from the right side by Travis White. He took a shot. The rebound went to Sandy on Fraken's right. Sandy in too tight, but still getting a shot off, bouncing it off Fraken. Then that one went back to White. He gets a shot, and it just hits off the post and out. And Fraken coming up huge here. Hasn't been called upon too many times in the third period, but when he has, he's made the plays he's needed to. Stepping up is Saunders, but now kicked ahead. They'll get it over to Swanson. Swanson tries a little nifty drag pass over for Lee, but that is broken up, and the Hooligans now with four minutes left, and they need at least one to come away with points here this morning as Jake Adams now with it in his own zone. Bodied there by Stanborough. Nice job to prevent that first pass from getting away. Now brought in by Lee. No. It looks like the puck had just crossed over the blue line. So we've got an offside call with 335 left in regulation. You know, I'm fairly certain that post down there made two saves on that last flurry. Craig survived that, that attack, but that is exactly what the hooligans need to do to get back and win this game. They've got to get more pucks on net. And, and create that chaos in front of the net. On that, on that play or that drive, as this is thrown towards interlead and he makes a, a stop, the post may have made two saves, but I guarantee you Fraken's going to take credit for both of them. <laughs> Faceoff will come to the glove side of interlead, and it is becoming crunch time. Three minutes and counting left in this one. Steered aside as a shot taken straight off of the draw. And we'll keep an eye on Enderlead. We're probably about 90 seconds away from seeing him vacate his crease if they're not able to get this one tied up before then. Now it's an opportunity to set things up. Fortney lost it for a moment and then had Young creeping in from right to center. That was his intended target. Broken up. Trey Wade will gather it at the goal line. This is tipped back in, but Pashka has time as the Scorpions need to set up. Pashka, however, can't get that pass past Lightfoot. Lightfoot comes around his last man to beat. Interlead makes the stop with 2.15 to go, and once again, if the Hooligans can come up with a result today, go back and look at all these saves here in the third period by Aaron Interlead. He's really given them an opportunity to come up with a draw or a win this morning. You know, win or lose, Aaron Interlead is by far the player of this game. He has been out of his mind this third period, keeping his team in this game. Thrown towards the net by the Scorpions, DeMarkey. It's kicked away by Adams into the corner. DeMarkey steps up. He's got no angle. Now approaches from in tight, and Enderlead did a fantastic job there. He put his 
right pad so far over that when he tried to make a centering pass, it actually went off the back of his pad. And now, backhand shot! And this will finally be touched up. Young coming in on a two-on-one from the left side was upended. I believe we're going to have a tripping call here on Justin Moore. And that is indeed the call. But then, for a moment, it looked like the Scorpions went, all right, we got to kill a penalty for this last minute and a half. And they just kind of stopped playing. Meanwhile, it was Adams who stepped up and got a shot off, and Fraken had to come up with a stop. Stopped clock here with 85 seconds left. And the clock has not started up again yet. So here an opportunity for the hooligans. Now it gets going. There are probably five or six seconds there that the play was going. The clock wasn't. So we'll see if the hooligans can take advantage of that extra opportunity. Pass through the crease and through the skates of Axie. He didn't see it coming through all that traffic. Adams throws one toward the net. That will bounce off the skate of Saunders. And very fortunate as it was an empty net immediately after that penalty was called on Moore. And why wouldn't you? The hooligans pull their goaltender. It's six on five. However, Axney touched it just before it got to that red center line. And so with 52 seconds exactly left to go in the contest, the hooligans will be called for icing. It'll back things up all the way in their own zone. And now it's five on four instead of six on four because Interlead has to go back into the crease. However, hooligans win the draw and will get it ahead. Nice job breaking up the play by DeMarkey. Wade as Interlead is once again off the ice and We've got another penalty here. DeMarkey trying to protest. 36.9 left to go in the game. And he shrugs over as to say, you've got to be kidding me. But once again, Tim Young bringing that aggression is rewarded. I don't know that I've ever seen a game and where a team is down by two and the same player draws two penalties in the last two minutes. This is going to be absolute chaos for the next 37 seconds with a six on three advantage for the Hooligans down by one. Great play there by the defense. Realizing they're outmatched, doubled uh, at this point by offensive players. Able to get that puck across. Now a little bit aggressive with him playing that, trying to forecheck or back check on that. But uh, a really Peterson good effort. Leaves it for Young. Young with an attempt. Axney. And is it in? The official says yes. They throw it over to the side. Axney takes the shot from in tight. And I couldn't see when it crossed the line exactly. But it rolled up on the left side of Fraken. And then it was just sitting there in the crease. But it looks like Fraken did not cover. Justin Moore comes out of the box. 10.7 seconds left to go in regulation and hold on to everything because not only have the hooligans just tied things up, they're still on the power play. Not a lot you can do with just under 11 seconds, but no surprise, they keep that line of Young centering Sandy on the left and Axney on the right. Moore comes out of the box and flips it up. It was uh, actually deflected by Tim Young. It goes into their bench and it was interesting to see where they would put the draw, but they'll put it back at center ice. Young tries to get this ahead, feeds it over for Sandy. He's gonna have an opportunity to win it. Throws a shot, and it goes through the crease and out the other end. Dramatics here in the third period at Buccaneer Arena. 
But if you think the Scorpions are a little bit frustrated that late in the game, a couple of penalties called against them forced them to settle for a draw, how upset would you be if you were that Scorpions bench and with 37 seconds to go, looks like you're going to come away with a victory if you'd somehow been beaten on a couple of late power play goals? You know, that series, I'm a little bit speechless there because the Scorpions owned that third period. They had it all teed up, ready to go, take that win home, and Tim Young shows up and completely stops their plan. He draws two penalties on just pure effort plays, then sets up the game winner. Holy cow, what a finish to a great morning game. And not only did he set it up, I'm not 100% sure that they're not going to credit 61 for the goal. If it was Axney's initial shot that trickled over Fraken and had already landed in, it, there was a long delay there before even the Hooligans players were saying, hey, pointing at the net going, that's in, that's in. But um, if it was Axney's, then Young's going to get the assist. But it might have been Young finally being the one to sweep it across the line. And all things considered, I think that's a pretty fair result for how the game went. Maybe a little bit of an advantage to the Scorpions, but there were certainly stretches of the game where both teams dictated play, had good time of possession, were able to cycle, and... Part of the reason that it was a low-scoring affair, 2-2, two to two, was because of the two netminders, but also credit the, the defense. And I don't just mean the players playing defense. Great job by the forwards getting back and back-checking and really disrupting everything. So um, we want to thank everyone who is a part of uh, Beer League Radio. Uh, I want to thank uh, Scott Crowther, who... Uh, played a fantastic uh, tournament over at Wells Fargo with myself for Air Force, and I know that uh, probably would have been easy for you to say, hey, it's been a long weekend, but I want to thank you for doing uh, color commentary um, with me, and uh, we want to also acknowledge that all audio equipment for Beer League Radio has been made possible by AVS Concepts, an uh, outfit that I've actually spent time working for, fantastic people. Call Nate McCombs at 515 868 6119 for all your audio, video, and security needs. That phone number again, area code 515-868-6119. With a couple of games already in the books and that last one, um, as exciting of a finish as you could draw up, I'm sure that we're going to see uh, some more great games here at Buccaneer Arena. So uh, thanks again for everyone being a part of the uh, CIDL one final time, the Hooligans and the Scorpions draw to two goals apiece. My name's Eric Zamora, and thanks for tuning in to this broadcast from Beer League Radio. All audio equipment for Beer League Radio is made possible by AVS Concepts. Call Nate McCombs at 515-868-6119 for all your audio, video, and security needs.